Welcome back to the Quiet On Set podcast powered by Cineman. I'm Jung Graf and as always I'm joined by Lachlan Teeley. Uh, on episode 165, our headlining news for this week is a mixture of trailers, A24 and gaming? Wait, no, this is a movie podcast, Ewan. I think you might be mistaken. Yeah, well, you gotta tell that to Netflix, I guess. They have been going into a different direction, but we'll get into that in a second. Uh, I watched Taylor Swift's uh, The Eras Tour movie. Yes, yes, catch me. Like, even further descending into something else than movies. Then I watched the two Chicken Run movies, the new one as well, over on Netflix, and uh, I caught up for the first time with uh, Paddington 1 and 2. And, uh, well, Lachlan hasn't watched anything beyond our main review of the week, but he's been eating lots of chocolate in preparation for it. Yes. Uh, Finally, the underdog of the blockbusters this year. The film that everyone worried about its titular character and the type of portrayal we would get. Move aside, Paul Atreides. Uh, Timmy Boy is stepping into the wonderful shoes of Willy Wonka. That's right. Wonka released this week. You and I caught it and we are ready to give you our thoughts on the chocolatey chocolate maker. Yes, very sweet. So let's cue up the intro and get into the show. We are professionals. This is, this is a professional podcast. Yeah, Breaking Bad and Better Call Saul. Hello there. <laughs> Which actually did you this get is gonna me a hat a as bit... well? Um, yes. So I've got Dune Cam. <laughs> it's just a camera <laughs> with my Dune Steelbook. All right, welcome back. Uh, it's a busy Hello. week for trailers. Yes. So much stuff. So much. So many. There's more, but there's a lot. I'm gonna throw the ball to you, Lachlan. Which okay. one? Of those like abundance of traders do you want to talk about first which one do i want to talk about first uh yes. well let's start with the one that i didn't have much hype about and that's uh mm-hmm. beverly hills cop axel f yeah Axel-F. releases in summer 2024 i think it's the fourth beverly hills uh movie and they don't want to name it beverly hills 4 because that then people would feel like oh i gotta watch the free before yeah uh so it's definitely like a franchise thing here um eddie murphy i i don't remember having seen any of them um seeing this new trailer i don't have any interest really i feel like it's from a bygone era of these like body cops or one crazy cop does whatever type of era of movies that we we got like three of them a year uh i i i'm not really keen for this uh didn't really hit in the comedy department for me as well so i mean i'll watch it i'll watch it because i'm a sicko <laughs> but <laughs> i'm not gonna be excited about it but yeah that's fair i'm kind of in the same boat i'm not excited for it but i guess there are yeah. going to be other people who are wanting this and and are craving this but that's just not mm. us uh but you know what i am craving kung fu panda kung fu panda yes for another four this time they went with the four they didn't go with kung fu panda this one's with the panda um because that's in the title hey that's kung fu i don't know if you noticed uh yeah i i look i was never a fan of this franchise for some reason i always thought it was kind of stupid when i was like a i don't know teenager or even a kid Mm. um i looked down on it a bit more because i like trek more and this was like more like what, what is this and i don't know if i've grown out of that uh i'll probably give the first free a rewatch once this one comes out pretty soon actually on march 8 i can't say i'm excited for it but uh i mean That's you're okay. a huge jack black fan so i yeah. assume uh, yeah. eat it i yeah uh, i actually haven't seen kung fu panda 
3, I believe. Uh, yeah. But actually, have I even seen Concrete Panda 2? I, I have don't know Kung which Fu ones Panda I've seen. 1 very much close in my heart. I had a lot of fun with mm. it when I was younger. Maybe I need to go yeah. ahead and watch the other few. Uh, no, I've definitely seen... No, that's a lie. That's still the first one. I'm thinking of a scene that takes place, and I'm like, no, that's definitely the first one. But yes, I yeah. will watch this uh, just out of my pure childish excitement of watching mm. animated animals do Monkey. kung fu. And uh, one of them is Jack Black. He's not animated. Uh, he's Black. just Jack Black. <laughs> they do kind of look the same to Panda. Yeah, I mean. yeah. So, uh, uh, but yeah. I'm, I hopefully it, uh, it, it, it leads into something good yeah if it doesn't yeah. there's if there's if what a nice tie <laughs> if it doesn't there's if that's a nice tie over yes the latest from john krasinski um after directing or making his debut with uh two or did he direct both of the, yeah no he directed the second one as well um a quiet place right uh, he's moving on into a different realm of imaginary friends with a star-studded cast here, uh, Ryan Reynolds amongst them. Uh, yeah, with imaginary friends. I, I, I don't know. It, it feels like it's not entirely just m like a family movie, like a kid's movie. Yeah. Uh, but I don't know how, like where the line is going to be. Uh, it's probably going to be like a, a slightly scary movie for, for the younger audiences. And something that, like, the whole family can still enjoy. Like, that's the vibe I'm getting what he's going for. Uh, it has a lot of, like, CGI stuff in it that you'd expect from someone who's, like, made a film that's been successful. Maybe sub not, not subverting the genre, but, like, having a, a, a successful twist on it um, with A Quiet Place. And now he's getting a bigger budget to do, like... Yeah, an even wider appealing film. I'm mildly interested. I didn't like it. It didn't get hyped from the trailer, but uh, yeah, how did you feel? I'm not hyped either. Uh, I think that it is going to be probably more directed towards older kids, uh, similar to the movie Drop Dead Fred, which is a, a movie I remember watching when I was younger. And when I watched it when I got older, there was a lot of references I didn't get because uh, they were some subtle jokes that only older people would understand so i think I ryan reynolds is so good at doing subtle so, so good at doing subtle so subtle so yeah. i think it's going to be one of those but my god yeah. uh this imdb page is still loading because there's that many oh. people in this movie <laughs> uh phoebe waller bridge yeah, yeah. blunt ryan reynolds matt damon sam rockwell john krasinski steve carell vince vaughn aquafina sebastian malesko fiona shaw richard jenkins oh my gosh the list goes on and on and maya rudolph like oh my gosh how many people can they squeeze in one movie we'll never know i mean yeah until it's it mainly with the voice right uh i mean yes. phoebe waller bridge is a an actual character uh, steve carell john krasinski's i think also starring it in it but then like a big name like sam rockwell or matt damon uh or vince vaughn they're all just like lending their voice to it yeah. and uh Brilliant. Yeah, I think, yeah. Uh, and, like, a lot of them have actually done some uh, voice work before. Uh, they're quite proficient in it. So uh, I feel like this will work and you'll, like, constantly go, like, hey, I recognize that voice from someone. Yeah. Is it an imaginary friend or is it someone who I've seen in 15 different comedies over but the years? But you don't want to hope for too much because they... No, they, 
it's it's we've been burnt before you know we've been promised a a a voice cast that can do it but they just don't deliver but you know what probably yeah. will deliver this next one that you've seen uh the promised land yes bastarden is the better title but uh, the promised land is the one that most people will, will see because that's the translated one um that's out pretty soon uh on february 2nd and uh yeah it's hype if you like uh, cool. historic films and Mats Mikkelsen uh it it, it rules it rules uh, it's actually I like it, it Mads Mikkelsen and what was the first one you said uh and like historical stories yeah I yeah, like it in that stories. order not the order that you said <laughs> right okay that's that's fine um it's got like great performances uh it's a fun like setting well I wouldn't say it's a fun setting but it's like it's a great movie so that's fun but not the actual story that is fun it's actually kind of depressing at times but uh yeah it was one of the highlights that i got to see at the venice film festival and hopefully uh yeah i won't won't go under uh in the like the sea of films that are gonna release um over the next couple of, of weeks and i think that's like the reason uh why they dropped this like shortly before the the holidays uh because hollywood is, is uh famously shutting down for a couple of weeks usually in the middle of december until the the new year and I feel like they wanted to get the promotion for a bunch of stuff that releases early in or the first quarter of 2024. They wanted to get that promotion out already. That's why we got so many trailers, uh, including the next Alex Garland film, uh, Civil War. Boas Afraid is not the uh, like, highest budget for an A24 film anymore. Uh, it's been taken by Civil War. This one, yeah, it's gonna cost them even more and it's out on april 20 uh 26 so what did you make of uh what do you make of this trailer right? so this, i actually skipped the trailer when i first saw it on my youtube feed because i yeah. <laughs> didn't know what it was and i didn't yeah. seem interested and then mm -hmm. i saw it on the show notes so i decided to watch it and yeah. i'm incredibly hyped that yeah. trailer was a bit iffy but uh i saw alex Garland's name come up, and then I saw uh, another list of actors in there uh, that I like, and it got mm -hmm. me very, very excited. So, yes, this I'm keen to see. Yeah, I mean, for me, it was uh, Jesse Plemons in another role where he's uh, an antagonist. Um, and he, there's just, just something about him that can really nail like a, a good antagonist. Uh, I haven't seen Kirsten Dunst in a while. I know those two. I think are aren't these two married? I think I think they're together. Uh, so that's gonna so that's interesting. Uh, if I'm I might be off there. Uh, but yeah. Uh, Kaylee uh, Spaney, who maybe some more people are gonna see now. That Priscilla is out on VOD. Nick Offerman, uh, fun cast, and uh, Alex Garland. Although he has like some movies that people are more mixed on. Uh, like Men. Um. He always delivers something interesting, like Annihilation and Ex Machina. There was just so much to go off from. Um, although this seemed the most like, hey, this is a, this is the worst timeline of a, of a current era, uh, or like the current era in the states, not really worldwide, but consider me interested, definitely. And in the last trailer here, uh, luckily you weren't sure if you even should watch this because yeah, uh, you don't want to see too much. Just just a trailer maybe dilute some of your excitement for the film um, that got moved from last year, March 1st, Dune 2. But it's an incredible trailer. 
Holy shit, I haven't watched a trailer that good in so long. Uh, yeah. I was... I didn't want to watch it. I didn't want to watch the Dune trailer. I want to leave my uh, expectations as they are, as, as, as low as they possibly can be. I don't want to go in there yeah. and expect this to be a cinematic masterpiece, but holy fucking shit, that trailer was a cinematic masterpiece that I think this movie might just blow me away. I might have to see it every screening the day it releases. Every single screening. Are you every still planning screening. to uh, to go to the, the IMAX or have you used up your travel points? I haven't used that credit yet late? and I got, a, I got a notification from my... Uh, nice. from the f- from the flight company and they said that we're going to extend it so that it doesn't expire. Yeah. And I was mm-hmm. like, thank you because it was going <laughs> it's going to expire at the end of this year, which is only a few yeah. weeks away. So, I thank them for understanding. Uh and obviously yeah. it was after back It was and forth, probably uh, about me yeah. telling them about my 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 journey to to go see Dune and they didn't give a yeah. fuck. Um uh-huh. but uh yeah, I, I I'm excited. Mm-hmm. I I probably will still try to fly over to Melbourne to see it in IMAX because or, or Sydney. The Sydney one's now open. Uh, there's now an oh, yeah. IMAX oh, okay. in Sydney. Huge screen, yep. apparently. Big screen. Yeah. Uh, so that got me hyped. And uh, mm-hmm. yeah, maybe I'll go watch it. But man, that trailer was great. Oh my yeah. gosh. Yeah, I you said like wait. the music, right? I The music was right. incredible. That hit me mm-hmm. so... Like I had like the hair standing up on my, my arm just, <laughs> just yeah. rising with that... Uh, it was just... Oh, it's perfect. So... I cannot wait yep. to see this movie. I am incredibly, incredibly hyped for it. I don't want to say that I'm yep. overhyped for it. I don't want the hype to kill it. But what I will say is that this is the movie of the year, right? You're gonna, everyone's gonna watch this movie and go, "This is it." I can't wait to get the steel book of it and just watch it. <laughs> yeah, I want to inject think spice yeah. into my veins, which is probably just heroin. We're doing. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm also very hyped about it. I finally, I, I did want to get a book club going uh, in our Discord. I think no one really has interest in that, unfortunately. <laughs> but I do want to read the book. I, I get why you don't want want to do that, maybe, because you'll be spoiled and also Lachlan doesn't read. Uh so yeah, we'll not, we'll see. Not maybe that I maybe don't I can want to, I just can't, you know. <laughs> yeah, he just yeah, yeah. Yeah, so I, I think, just can't I, read. I mean I mean, you're living in it, you know. It's it's uh yes. June. I don't know if I've, I don't know if you you if the audience knows this, but it is inspired by like the actual dunes of Australia. They have sandworms there as well. Um, it's just like not something that's reported. Uh, and yes, they eat a lot of drop bears. Is what I'm. I would love to go. I don't have good sources. Out to the sand dunes and watch June. Like on a huge. That would be a great way. Somewhere. Yeah, that would be a great way of doing that. Yeah, yeah, it'd be very fun. <laughs> yeah. But speaking of the most hyped films of 2024, Fandango uh, did a, a poll. Oh, oh. With uh, roughly like 8,000 people. So it's not like, you know, it's, it's always just like, you know, a sample size depends on where they get it. But uh, Dune doesn't make, it isn't at the top of that list. But we do get a ton of sequels. Um, yeah, Lachlan, oh you want to, you want to read through it from the bottom uh yeah man top to bottom I'll, bottom I'll, to top i'll, go, whatever I'll go from number 10 to one so number 10 is right. uh, a quiet place day one nine mm-hmm. is gladiator two i'm gonna stop saying the yep. number at the start because it's gonna be going from like number and then yeah, no. number so I'm just, so <laughs> so many day, numbers in this yeah every single one of these except every single one has a l- number in it literally except for one of them okay anyway um yeah a Quiet Place, 
day one, which as a note, that one is spelt out, not the actual digit one spelt yeah. out. O N E. Mm-hmm. Uh, Gladiator two. Here's the one without the mm-hmm. numbers in it. Lord of the Rings: The War of Rohim. Rohimir. Rohimir. Rohim. There's no. Ro- He's him. Ro- he's he's him. Rohim. Yeah, whatever. Rohim. Uh, yeah. Sure. Inside Out two. Despicable Me four. Venom three. Dune two. Ghostbusters four. Beetlejuice two. And Deadpool. Three. This is, this is depressing, right? <laughs> I looked at this list and I was like, what the fuck, man? <laughs> I know you it's asked crazy. me to get my anticipated uh, films for next year, but I'm just going to go sh- try to do it live and just see if there's any films that I'm excited for. Copy that paste. Aren't, that aren't <laughs> a fucking... Uh, well, yeah, look, oh, okay, well, okay, first things first. Uh, yeah. uh, depends if it's going to be coming out, but there's uh, Mickey Seventeen. That has a release date, I think, in April. It's pretty. Perfect. It's set to release. Yeah. Uh, fuck. Nope. Furiosa. That's a sequel or prequel. Uh, Nosferatu. There's a good one. Nosferatu is a adaptation. Good one. Yeah, um, but it's it's original. The Fall Guy is not original. Oh my gosh, they're all not original ideas. The year for my best original screenplay is gonna go to fucking if. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see. There's a, there's a ton of movies, uh, and we'll do like a proper like most anticipated of 2024 to give you like an overview of, of what's coming. Oh, um, no, it's th- okay. A ton the of stuff beekeeper. To be excited about. Oh, we're okay. I think, uh, it's okay, guys. We have an original. Yeah. Oh my gosh, I panicked for a second there. My heart is just pounding. Oh. I, f- I think it is um, not surprising that, uh, I guess, casual moviegoers wouldn't know that, like, hey, Alex Garland has a new movie coming out next year, and they wouldn't be, like, super hyped about that. You go with the bigger IP. It, it, it makes sense, but seeing it all spelled out in a list of, like, mm. what general audiences care for, I don't know if they don't have the... This would actually be better journalism to have the list from last year. I don't know if, like, Barbie could make it on here or Oppenheimer and I'm not seeing any of that for next year uh and, and I guess we're also pretty sure I, f- I think I guess they moved Avatar free to 2025 I think they've done that probably a while ago but um yeah good to know also those uh it's the first um I think non-in-house uh VFX uh company that is unionizing um and I think that's like some headline that I saw uh just on the side note of avatar 3 or like just avatar in general but yeah that's that hey hey yes i've got it for you i've done the journalism for you oh 20, you found the one from last 23 year most anticipated so it's got blockbusters from fandango so i guess it's pretty much the same one so number 10 was the super mario bros movie uh mm-hmm. you have creed 3 the hunger games yeah. the ballad of songbirds and snakes Mission Impossible, yeah. Dead Reckoning Part 1, Aquaman, yeah. The Lost Kingdom, Indiana Jones <laughs> and the Dial of Destiny, John Wick yeah. Chapter 4, oh, Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantumania, Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse, and Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3. So what I've discovered is that Damn, from these two lists, bomb. um, the people that they're surveying must be in some sort of... M- m- like mental institution or possibly yeah. i don't know like uh alcoholics uh there's, there's a possibility no, that look. they are uh you know 
serial murderers. I, I don't I don't understand where they got these eight thousand people from uh, to survey this year, but it must be a very similar um, uh, pool of people. I mean, look, even on this year's list, you got like a, a Marvel movie at the top of it, and I think it's the only one that releases. Uh, I don't know if there's any other ones. And that's the top of the list with Deadpool 3. Uh, like, I think there's more excitement other than Guardians for, for like that franchise. I think people still quite like Deadpool. But like something like Beetlejuice 2, so high, is really surprising to me. Well, Beetlejuice yeah. is, is quite beloved. And also, it's a really popular musical. And uh, yeah. I think that there's been more and more love for it over the years. And also, the hype of... Uh, it's Tim Burton directing it, I'm pretty sure. And you've also got oh, Jenna okay. Ortega bumping into that as well. So you have got... So it is uh, TikTok. Pretty much. Pretty much. That's fair. I, I, I think it's, it's, it's pretty disgusting that Despicable Me uh, is on here. Number four. I, I hate that franchise. I hate it so much. For my heart. Um, but yeah. Um, there's some news over from Letterboxd uh, for the... Uh, english-speaking regions over the world uh on the patreon side right now if you're a patron on letterbox but i think on on holiday uh, um on christmas it's coming to uh actual all of the users uh are now able to see uh the show times if it works correctly luckily you told me it didn't work for you although you are in australia that's one of the markets where it should work i'm like i gotta work it up for you now and um yeah. i think maybe when i tried it it was probably crashing uh, yeah, because I saw it was working for, for me to look at yours, but it was like only two really multiplex, like two big multiplex theaters showed up. I don't know if all of the like smaller indie ones, they got in there. Uh, but yeah, crazy showtimes, man. Uh, your theaters had like stuff every day from 10 to like, to, from 10 to 10 uh, with showtimes, which is which is not really the case here. So, that's, that's so luxury. for Wonka today, right? Here are all of the screenings yeah. for Wonka at the closest cinema to me. So 10 o'clock, 1045, 1240, 120, 320, 4 o'clock. Wait, this one's not even that crazy. Hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on. Damn. This one was crazier. Ready? Ready? The, oh, this one got yeah. me. This was so funny today. When I was trying to find a session, I was like, oh, I hope there's not like limited sessions for this movie. <laughs> nah, didn't have to worry. Um, 15. Oh, they're probably not going to let me do it because of the... Okay, ready? Okay. <laughs> okay, get ready for this. Here are all the screenings of Wonka at one cinema near me tomorrow. Okay, ready? Mm-hmm. I hope you're... Can you please count? Can you please count how many screenings? All right. Yeah, no, I'm counting. All right, ready? 9.45, 10.15, 11.45, 12.30, 12.45, 12.45, 12.45, 12.45, 12.45, 12.45, 12.45, 12.45, 12.45, 12.45, 12.45, 12.45, 12.45, 12.45, 12.45, 12
And oh what my world God. do we live in? That is crazy. Yeah, Warner Brothers is just like, oh, <laughs> this theater, this theater is ours now. We oh, claim yep. it. That's, claim it. Yeah. Which is also like another thing why it turns out that like you know most anticipated of 2024. Like I don't know. It would be interesting to see how many showtimes Godzilla is getting because it's doing. I don't know if it's doing like well in Australia as well as well as it's doing in the states. Uh, I think it's doing fairly well here in Switzerland as well. So, so I don't, I don't know because uh, bigger studios do take more screenings, which you know that they could have the capacity to to have more audiences. But even if these movies bomb, they still are taking up the screen space for an entire week because you book it out for a week. That's how like that's how mm. cinemas work. Um, and yeah, they can't like quickly adjust it. On on a sad note, we do have uh. Andrew uh, Brower, who did pass away of lung cancer at age 61, uh, the actor who really uh, made for me like Brooklyn Nine-Nine what it is. And I think he'll be forever remembered as that really iconic uh, role as Captain Holt. Um, he was incredibly funny in that show. I know he's had like a lot of other stuff. I haven't seen him in a ton outside of uh, Brooklyn Nine-Nine. But I know he he was in the mist, uh, and uh, I've also seen him in Poseidon. But yeah, way too soon, lost way too soon. Uh, he passed away due to lung cancer. So rest in peace. So a twenty four is in the news for a variety of reasons. So uh, many reasons. One of them, uh, one of the more exciting ones, is that a Death Stranding movie is in the works. Uh, Lachlan, you're the one who has actually played the game. Uh, from what's his name, Kojima? You've played two. I've played it twice. Are you? Oh, he's actually. Oh, okay. So you're the one who hasn't played it just once, but twice. Uh, actually, making up for me not having played played it. Played it at all. <laughs> yep. Yes, uh, nailed that one. I did that. Uh, but. Yeah, Kojima said it, it's it's uh, apparently like it works really well in a narrative uh, sense. That he said there's like a ton of game adaptations, but this one really works in a cinematic way. Uh, so how close do you think they'll stay to the game? Is, is there like a story to adapt there that they go one to one or more in that like just universe overall? Where do you think they'll go? Where do I think they go? I think it might be uh, more of a one to one because... While the concept right. of the Death Stranding is quite large, I think that the narrative of Death Stranding is is in its drama. Um, if if you by any chance got to catch the Game Awards most recently, uh, there was a, uh, a a number of controversies that came out about how uh, the actual Game Awards were more of an advertisement friendly right. than they were actually an award ceremony, but. Uh, there yeah. was also a moment where Kojima and Jordan Peele came out because Kojima announced one of his new games, uh, which means he's working on two games at the moment, this new one called OD uh, with Jordan Peele and his sequel to Death Stranding because he's going to be doing a sequel to Death Stranding. Um, mm -hmm. And now there's this other one coming out where it's a movie adaptation of Death Stranding. Now, I would personally like to see Kojima direct the the movie because... He is a fan mm. of cinema, but he's a master at gaming. And Jordan Peele is like the opposite. They talked about it on stage where he is a, a master of, of uh, cinema and a fan of gaming, right? So the opposite. Mm. Mm -hmm. So he, Kojima has a passion for the, the, the narrative structures of films 
and he interwines that into his games. And it's very kojima how he does it, but narratively, Death Stranding is really solid. Like, it has a, a really good amount of complex ideas, and I yeah. think it's really, really fun. I played it twice, and as tedious as that game can be, I played through it because I really enjoyed the narrative quite a bit. And it's the same mm. with all of his games. Whether they go outside of that story it would be would be kind of interesting uh to to have something else because i think the world is 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 kind of cool um there's some beauty to it i mean you could probably shoot it in new zealand because it's very stunning and it have a very beautiful yeah. landscape uh and and then the 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 juxtaposition of the the the, the goo the, the 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 black tar that comes out of the mm. ground is like such a a beautiful uh opposition to the beauty of the landscape that's presented in that game so there are so many awesome yeah. elements both visually but narratively i think death stranding would work as a movie maybe like a two-parter well, I'm quite a two-parter yeah like a Still. like a like a death stranding one and like a death stranding two do you think they'll get like norman readers to actually play the the role of the character in here or that'd be cool go with a different cast that, that'd be cool um i mean again that's one of the things that kojima does uh he he is uh he, he gets people especially with this new od uh game he's got scans of uh actors and actresses faces yeah. in it uh i can't remember the other two but i remember hunter schaefer's name she was in it uh yeah Udo and, Kriya, uh, and the other is a german um german uh actor who's who's done like a ton of work in and in all the of their faces well. were just so realistic and yeah, that's yeah. something that he's done with these with with death stranding is that he got models of famous people and he had whether the famous person was up to it that like norman reedus norman reedus played himself in the, in that game not, well, not he didn't play norman reedus but he did the scan and did the voice work but people mm -hmm. like uh del toro he just did the body scan and then they had someone else come in and do the voice work and it's the same with a lot of mm. other ones he had a lot of cameos of people that he he is friends with pop up in the game and and that's sort of yeah. him connecting the outside world to the game and obviously the, the stranding is all about connecting and you can go watch a bajillion video essays on how and what the stranding is about but it is all about connecting yeah. a world yada 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 um yeah. that's exciting so i do think that Norman readers could perform in the movie mm -hmm. uh but i'm open for something else you know just throwing it out there, like, I don't know, uh, just a random actor to play a lead character. Chris Pratt, maybe. Just throwing out random names. Um, <laughs> Timothy Chalamet, no, maybe. I don't know. <laughs> just trying to think of just random actors that haven't really got the chance to do their lead performance well. Uh, uh -huh. So that's that's just me throwing out some random... And not, not Chris Pratt visually like norman reedus but chris pratt doing the voice of norman reedus uh in the film yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but then also the character is uh italian uh so he's doing yeah. an italian norman reedus uh yeah. yep <laughs> that's, that's great timothy chalamet would be so funny because it's like a lot of it is walking around right with like it and you got to carry shit and it's timothy yep. and he's like he's got one bag he's like oh <laughs> that's my limit that's everything yeah, yeah, yeah uh but yeah there's some other a24 news um going forward i think starting in 2024 i don't know when the deal is set to start everything that is in theaters will now uh have its place after the theatrical release on max not hbo max it's called max now and all of their related streaming services it says like hbo max or cinemax 
because I, I don't know what they'll stick with, but just everything that's like under the Warner Bros. Discovery umbrella, uh, that's where the A24 movies will reside. And it's been like, I don't know how, how much they got for the deal, but like Sony, for example, is like a company that didn't like um, dilute, like put so much money into the losing uh, games of, of the streaming wars um, and instead sold their IP to mainly Netflix, but also sometimes some, some other streaming services and has made like money back of the of their stuff, even if it didn't hit like to a huge, huge, to a huge success in cinemas uh and i think that's a good thing to do i don't know the deal specifically for a24 but that's another way to make money and like they also don't distribute outside of the states uh what they do internationally a24 is i i, I don't know about actually some of the um english-speaking markets uh but i think what they sell is they they sell the international distribution for their movies and they're actually quite expensive that's why like sometimes here in Switzerland, we don't get A24 movies, even if they're like way bigger than some of the other uh, smaller indie films, because the local distributors can't afford like an A24 type of deal. Uh, so it's going to be interesting to see where this company goes now that it wants to do bigger movies, bigger IP. And speaking of bigger, they're doing one with Dwayne The Rock Johnson, <laughs> who is set to star in his first A24 movie uh, directed by... One of the Safdie brothers, Benny Safdie, the film will center around MMA fighter uh, Mark Kerr uh, during his peak era in the UFC as he struggles with addiction, <laughs> winning, and love. Uh, that, that's all we got so far. This is really funny to me. Like, what do you think about this? Sounds great to me. I think uh, yeah. A24's growing up. They're in their, like, teenage rebellious years where they just want to blow yeah. a bunch of money and get ripped because all they're doing right now is spending money and making boxing movies. I guess yeah, they also got that other movie. Um, I think that's also the A twenty four, right? The Iron Claw. The Iron Claw. Yeah. Um. So yeah. <laughs> I'm, Sign I'm me up. interested. I'm in. I mean, it's <laughs> Benny Safdie. I, I think Benny mm. Safdie has has done a ton of like so far. And uh, is this really, really is this stuff the Rock's like uncut gems moment? Like, is this the moment where he? He performs, he acts, he doesn't like do the thing that he always does. Is is this his uncut gems moment? I hope. Yeah. I I, I, don't I know. dude, I pray so hard that he just I don't know if he, he can. doesn't play the rock. I think he can. Yeah. Well no one thought yeah. Adam I mean, Sandler we'll could do it. Well, no, he he had punch drunk love and stuff like yeah, that. I'm before. talking about before punch drunk love. Right. So you're saying is this Dwayne the Rock Johnson's Punch Drunk Love with one of the Uncut Gems directors, so it's more, it just makes because more sense to say it's Dwayne's acted before, right? It was just a CGI yeah. scorpion. That's the issue. So he, he can perform, right? Yeah, yeah. We just got to strip away yeah. his, his, you know, I want to see him work with like Werner Herzog. Wouldn't that be wild? <laughs> it would be so funny. To like, have they go, they go deep into the jungle. He doesn't have his gym that can come with him. He doesn't have a bajillion dollars behind him. Like, Werner just no, takes him like... out into a jungle. They film a documentary and, like, make it a feature film. And that, that would be his moment. This is the real-life story of Jumanji. <laughs> and he just takes him into... <laughs> no, I, I can't do Werner Herzog, but he has such a distinctive voice. It's uh... Yeah. I love Van Herzog. Yeah, it's, that'd be great. It's like Do you know a, it's anything? Like a, it's like a clearly European David Attenborough. 
That's one of Herzog's yeah. books, right? Yeah, that's yeah. Great book. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like a, it is an extremely European Dave Attenborough. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Do you know anything about MMA and, and UFC? Do, do you watch any of that? Uh, I watch an occasional fight here and there. Um, now you're familiar I, I with say, Mark Kerr? Uh, like, do you know who no. that is? <laughs> no, maybe maybe I do. Let me just let me just search. It, it's just I, I saw someone also say that Dwayne is just like four years younger than Mark Kerr is at the moment. So it's like interesting that he's like. Oh doing, right, yeah, yeah, yeah. In his, I don't know when his oh, peak yeah. era was. Yeah, I mean, you can't get the guy to play himself. Uh, but Dwayne, Ma- the Smashing Machine up. Kerr. My uh, gosh. That's, that's a mouthful. Fifteen wins, eleven losses. He was born in '68, age 54. Four KOs, yeah. seven submissions, two decisions, two others, and then losses was six KOs, three submissions. So yeah, well, yeah, yeah. I mean, he, it's, it's, he I mean it a, seems. Yeah, wow. A good run. It seems to be uh, also, you know, centering around um, addiction and love. So in, uh, all of the stuff around the ring as much as like being inside of mm. it i assume uh but but yeah similar yeah, to uh, the iron clock yeah probably gonna be set that, uh, like early early 2000s because he's his, right his wins were all 97 till this, uh wait. early 2000 and then from 2000 like, like, to 2009 it was all losses except for against Chuck i got Carson's a really important game. question to do uh, yeah. to you like i have a really important question to you doesn't mike uh mark care have hair oh no no well not oh, a lot that's disappointing not a lot okay that sucks because i'd love to see like you know you said early 2000s i was like early 2000s Dwayne the rock johnson and like those famous photos oh. like... <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah that look yeah <laughs> would be very funny um but yeah that's that all right let's let's speed run through some of the other these other news otherwise this will be a news episode uh, Greta Gerwig has been appointed the jury president of the twenty uh, of the seventy seventh Gun Film Festival. That's nice, deserved. Uh, I'm sure she'll she'll um, yeah have a great selection for um, the Palme d'Or. Uh, it's usually like six people, I think, five or six people in the jury uh, to decide um, to to decide uh, those those winners. Uh, great pick there. Then uh, Netflix expands their catalog of, of games with free. Uh, GTA games and uh, even a Squid Game one is in the works. I, I tested some of this out. I you, you you go on Netflix, then you download the game. It go puts you to like the App Store or whatever you're using, and then you can play it uh, through Netflix. Um, and I actually like have a variety of games that you'd have to to pay for, and it's like the mobile game version. Uh, it's actually not that bad. I, I don't know why exactly. No, I, I get why they're doing it. They want to maximize the time that people spend like in the app. I, I f- probably assume that counts towards it. And it looks great on their like uh, reports, you know, if the numbers keep going up and they're not actually going up from watching stuff. But if they add gaming to it, maybe maybe they can. Yeah get it and there's no like in-app purchases uh and all of that it's you get it through there's a subscription that you have and to me um obviously they have like they're the only streaming service that kind of makes money at the moment um but overall this is kind of a, a win for the consumer at the moment i i kind of like this I, I i don't really have a lot to criticize maybe someone who who's more in the gaming sphere uh well could point out something that's wrong about this but i kind of like it i think it's not bad 
Uh, and it was a joke at the start, but it, it, like they have some pretty solid games on here now. Uh, but yeah, Lachlan, what do you think? Yeah, I haven't played much, but yeah. <laughs> I'm a real gamer, yeah, I have a PC. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I got most of uh, I got some of the games that I now downloaded on, on this already on here, and I was like, well... Maybe sometimes when you don't have your whole PC set up, you can you can use this. And it's actually like, yeah, it's kind of fun, yeah, right? But yeah, the nominations for the Golden Globes and the Critics' Choice are out. But uh, honestly, we're we're doing our own award show. We don't really care. Uh, the only thing to note here is that after the controversy that the Globes had, they somehow, in my opinion, had the way better picks than the Critics' Choice, which is so funny to me. <laughs> like, the Critics had some really obvious and kind of boring, bland choices. Uh, yeah. And nominated um, <laughs> nominated Barbie for a record high 80 nominations, which is so wow. crazy. Uh, and the Globes had, 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 like, a better variety overall. But honestly, overall, who the fuck cares? If, if it gets you to watch the shows and then the movies... That's great, but in itself, uh, yeah, these are kind of vain. So that's it for the news this week. Uh, it takes five seconds to drop us a rating over on Spotify or Apple Podcasts, and it's greatly appreciated. Get the podcast out there. And if you're watching on YouTube on the video side, then uh, leave a rating and consider subscribing to the channel. Um, yes, we really appreciate it. All right, we don't have time for discussion time uh, this week, so we're going to skip over that. Maybe we'll do like a supersized one next week, but... Uh, let's get to uh, the stuff that we've been watching. And I know, Lachlan, uh, you haven't really, you haven't really watched anything. I, I did see you did start to play Dave the Diver. I did kind of stalk you on Steam. Yes. <laughs> have Have you been enjoying? Uh, have you been enjoying the like, couple hours you've played of that game? I have. I, I I don't know if I said last week, but I made my list of like movies tv shows 66 games. or something like that you yeah said? i'm yeah. trying to make my way through a bunch of stuff um this week i am all over the place so i don't really have time to kind of like sit down and watch something so i've been playing like little bits yep. of, of of this game uh day of the diver and it makes me want to get one of those handheld gaming things like a steam deck or something like so yeah. bad uh because yep. Yeah, they that that game would run so perfectly on this, but I've just discovered that Netflix has uh the game Dead Cells, uh which yep. I absolutely enjoy playing and it's called Netflix mm -hmm. edition and I'm downloading it right now. So cool. <laughs> whilst you go through all of your movies, I'm going to give this a try. Great. So he's not disinterested if he's looking down at his crotch, he's actually just gaming. Uh, that's fine. I, I really, I want to live vicariously through your gaming experience because I also don't really find the time because I'm like, let's watch a bazillion movies for yeah. no no really reasonable reason. Uh, but I uh, did rewatch the uh, first Chicken Run movie um, because there's a new one out now on Netflix. And that was initially going to be a discussion time, um, like that company running out of of clay and if there's a future for claymation i think uh the first chicken run really had like s s tapped into something um where it was actually like super scary for being a kids movie um i know a lot of people that like when i saw it for the first time uh and now rewatch it like years later i still had certain imagery like <laughs> ingrained in my memory uh because because like the imagination you got like from them just 
shredding these chickens is is so horrible and uh, i mean i don't i don't eat meat now so maybe it's all attributed to chicken run i don't know but uh the second one i think is like the typical sequel that you can expect i don't think it has like a big reason to exist it, it definitely suffers from um that type of uh generic sequel beat where they've overcome something great in the first movie so when they have another obstacle in the next one they're like oh no we're about to do this again shit and there's no real stakes because they obviously don't want to do it in the first place but it's so built on not just the in-universe success that they had of breaking up but it's more also that this was culturally relevant so in character it doesn't really make sense as much as they're like hyped for themselves to 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 do it again um it's more like hey we're doing a sequel that's why like we are we're so hyped up, up about this uh so I, I don't know if that made any sense but that's just my my feelings about it uh another animated film migration from illumination uh uh similar to i guess chicken run because it's a bunch of ducks who uh fly to the south usually they would just stay because the dad is so afraid that um that anything would happen to them and he needs to be brave and go on a trip with his uh, and then then it's just like basically not a road trip but i guess flying over the road trip uh for these um for these ducks and they have like similar run-ins of almost getting snacked up and 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 uh used for for meat consumption in that but it's uh it's not really funny uh the movie is just not funny and it's got that typical illumination it's just the most obvious thing that you can expect um like a bunch of i don't know over the top uh people getting beat up type of humor um that they do all the time um and yeah i don't like it then uh, Taylor Swift, the Eras Tour is now on sale for nineteen uh, $19.89 because cause that, that's, that's a reference. It's actually quite a lot of money uh, to watch this, but uh, I think this was like a really big cultural moment when uh, this three-hour movie played at the same time as like Oppenheimer was playing. Even though Oppenheimer is incredibly loud, somehow uh, the Swifties were louder in the other theater. I, I get it, though. I think this is a great experience. I think the, the, the overall like filmmaking behind it of capturing the performance is like decent. They got a lot of cameras. They got a lot of angles. But my God, <laughs> the, the way she does a three-hour-long performance without any breaks is incredibly impressive like you might not vibe with the music music as much there's like some some songs that i knew some some stuff that i that didn't i think this was the longest period of time where i consecutively listened to taylor swift uh but it, it was quite hype uh to to see how um excited people were and uh yeah for any taylor swift fan I think this is a, a fun experience as a substitute if you didn't get to actually got to experience the tour yourself. I think she's still coming to Australia, right? I think that's uh, one of the upcoming tours. Maybe. Or did that that already happen? I don't I don't remember. Uh but yeah. And then in preparation, lastly for uh Wonka this week, I watched the other two films from Paul King that people have been raving about. And I just hadn't got around to see Paddington one and two. Uh, I know that the second one is like crowned as one of the best family uh, movies of all time. And uh, I mean, I'd agree. I think the the first one 
is fine. I think it has like towards the end a bunch. I think the first half of it is way funnier. And once it kind of steps into certain plot points that it wants to get to, I think it kind of loses me a bit. But Paddington 2 is just so sweet. And whenever you feel like there might be a dip where it goes down, uh, there's just another like incredibly charming performance in here. I think Ben Wishaw is, is great as Paddington. But then in this one, you also have Hugh Grant, who is... <laughs> this might be the most fun I've ever had with a Hugh Grant performance. And and I've liked him in a lot of stuff. But uh, what he gets to do here, he seems to be enjoying himself a lot, uh, which I can't say about Wonka. Um, and uh, yeah, just a fun movie all around. I can recommend uh, both of those films. Uh, even if you're not a kid, I think you'll take a lot of joy out of them. But uh, yeah, that's all the stuff that I've been watching this week. So Lachlan... Um, I don't know. Should I should I leave you a couple more minutes? Are you, are you gaming Dead Cells right now? Are, no, no, are you we busy? can do it. It's 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 running okay. Ah, it's uh, okay. it's uh, actually it's not running. It I honestly can't. What's controls. <laughs> okay? I was about to say like, does it just like have a buffer? Um, it's actually it, like, really a, annoying to use touch controls for Dead Cells. But it's okay. Yeah, it's I haven't okay. played that game. Yeah, I I played it ages ago and I really enjoyed it. But yeah, man, this is the pen in the ass to play like this. Yeah, not all games um, make sense on... Actually, most but, games don't make sense on touchscreen. what screen. I will say is that I can connect a controller up to this and probably use it that way, and that's perfectly fine. Yeah, that's cool. Like, I yeah, can you can Resident also play Evil it on, on a tablet. Thing. Oh, okay. Yeah, you can also play it on a tablet. Uh, I saw that I can also download it on there. So, um, yeah, you can play it on a bigger screen. Not on the TV, though, which, I mean... Unless you got a touch a TV, then maybe you can go touch it. Anyways, uh, let's talk about Wonka. With dreams of opening a shop in a city renowned for its chocolate, a young and poor Willy Wonka discovers... Discovers? Jesus. Discovers. A young and poor... Uh. Okay, let's start from the top. Uh, <laughs> with dreams of opening a shop in a city renowned for its chocolate, a young and poor Willy Wonka discovers that the industry is run by a cartel of greedy chocolatiers. Oh, how dare they uh, gatekeep chocolatiering. Bastards. This comes from um, Paul King, who I, I just mentioned it, what we've been watching, the director of Paddington 1 and 2. Uh, yeah, I think that's probably his most notable credits that he, ha um, that he has. Uh, and he... Uh, gives us this uh, whimsical prequel adaptation of the Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory uh, story in about 117 minutes, so a little less than two hours. Uh, the film has been received quite positively so far, uh, not as well as some of the Paddington films, but certainly uh, better than the expectations were when we got that first uh, trailer and that got memed into oblivion and everyone thought that like, oh my god, Timothy Chalamet, this is not working at all for you, which we can talk about if, if it actually ends up working or maybe there's some truth to that. But on Letterboxd, there's a 3.5 for it currently. Uh, on IMDb, a 7.4 and on Metacritic, it's a bit lower, a 66. The movie had a budget of 125 million, which 
I think is is well spent. You can see that there's a lot of CGI, a lot of production design um, that goes into it. And then, of course, Timmy's fee is probably pretty high right now because he could be riding on on the back of a sandworm. But instead, he's making chocolate. Uh, so far, it's also been doing quite well. Uh, I don't know well enough. Not a box office expert, but it's been out a week before internationally before it came out in the States now. It's looking like a decent opening for the States, uh, but we don't have the numbers yet. And it's made uh, over 40 million worldwide. And yeah, it comes from Warner Bros. Studio, uh, a bunch of greedy uh, chocolatiers themselves, but in the filmmaking space. And we're going to talk about this film in full-on spoiler fashion. So if you haven't seen it, then uh, go see it. I think it's, yeah, it's, it's a recommendation on mine. If you like musicals, uh, it's, it's pretty fun. Uh, it's got a bit of heart to it. I think the Paul King-isms come through well enough to make this worth your time. Let's talk about it uh, in full-on spoiler fashion. Uh, did you like Wonka or not? Yes, I did. And I have to admit, it's first film in a while that's made me enjoy it from start to finish. It's okay. the same feeling I had when I watched Paddington. I just couldn't help but smile. It was just... Yeah. The the Wonka has the same innocence that Paddington has, and I found it, you know, they kind of do it both physically in his performance, but also they say it to the audience, you know? I can't yeah. read, but I just try to take uh, in from the kindness of others. And, and that immediately makes you go, okay, he is a golden retriever who is innocent, has done nothing wrong, and he's just trying to do the best for people's interests. And that makes you like him a whole lot more, especially because we've had many renditions of Willy Wonka. Uh, well, I say many, two. Uh, but <laughs> those two performances, they come across as quite an alienated character. So the first thing Timothy Chalamet has to do is make everyone forget about the previous performances from yeah. Gene Wilder, from Johnny Depp, and create his own Wonka. And I think he does a fantastic job. Yeah, I wouldn't say this is like a full-on... I, I don't know if it works, if it's actually supposed to be in the same universe and a prequel to the Gene Wilder uh, performance here. Because I don't really see the parallels. That movie is like has like an underrunning darker theme and this one certainly doesn't have that i think this willy wonka is it's it's, it's eerily similar to paddington in that way yeah <laughs> like the golden retriever thing it also has like some similar beats of him uh meeting the what is it's not the smith the smith family the brown family in paddington and he also has like a sort of family when he's stuck at that hotel uh that he makes that like people who are um uh, like um who are just cheering for him and that they're like here for him as well help him out uh i don't think it works as well in this because it's not as natural family um as these others uh, as in paddington when he just comes and he needs the help and he's like in a new place here i think you never really get a sort of grip on timothy chalamet's, uh, chalamet's character uh, because he's just so, he seems in, like really, he's really naive in, in this mm. and that golden retriever energy, like 
he doesn't know any better. He just like simply wants to uh, live the dream of bringing the best chocolate possible out there. And it makes him, I think, a less interesting character than what he, he turns into later on. But that, I don't think, is what Paul King and the movie is interested in. Um, it just wants to create these special moments that make you smile. And I did smile a whole bunch. I think there's yeah. some things that work better than, than others. Uh, to me, Kegel Martin Key as the chief of police might have been the funniest thing in this movie. Yeah. <laughs> he's, like, as he just progressively gets fatter, as he gets more and more corrupt. Um, and, like, I, I think it, it, it visualizes a lot of, like, interesting themes really easily to to younger audience as well like why like what a bribe is i like i couldn't explain to a kid what a bribe is but after they've seen this yeah. movie they, they know what a bribe is if someone yeah, gives bribe. me chocolate then i do something for them and i think that that has like so much intrinsic value to be able to communicate that within a story not bringing it to a halt and saying hey this is the moral of the story um it loses me in some other like it's ultimately not like aim to be maybe a character study on Wonka, uh, which is maybe something I'm always craving, but that's just on that's just my fault. I, I also like musicals. I don't think the musical parts uh, are great. I, I didn't like them, uh, in my opinion. I don't know how you felt about it. Does, does it work for you? I think there are elements that are good, but I don't think it ever reaches that level of greatness. Yeah. I think it would have worked better with some more interesting choreography. Uh, yeah. I just, I just felt that they were never to the same level as the rest of the film. I felt that the mm. humor was awesome uh, between a lot of the characters, especially in uh, Scrubert and Bleacher. Like the duo of Tom Davis and Olivia Coleman was mm. really really mm -hmm. funny every time they were on screen especially olivia coleman she absolutely kills it but tom davis was yeah. his very low voice and just blunt delivery of lines that are quite dark uh -huh. was was an enjoyable duo to watch but it, it's the same with uh slugworth uh prodnose fickle grubber like those three characters of evil how they all kind mm -hmm. of work off of each other was was exciting so it never felt like it was just a one-man show with it being called yeah. wonka uh but that's also as you said it's not so much a character study and that's a bit unfortunate because wonka is a very interesting character that you don't really get much more other than he's a good guy that wants to make chocolate and wants yeah. his mama's his dead mama's uh mama love again and yeah cool for a kid's movie that's a-okay but i agree yeah. i was smiling the entire time it comes at an expense though he, he's this whimsical guy who is also kind of mysterious because he can do stuff and then he's also sometimes can he what can he do what can he do what are the restrictions uh and oh, right. you never really dive into that because we are not spending like obviously we're spending a bunch of time in in his proximity I wouldn't say we take his perspective and to get like a more neutral perspective that we can root for uh, someone who hasn't all the capabilities and is kind of a surrogate for us. We do get the uh, like a, a child character noodle in here. <laughs> it's like, oh, I choked up when I said child because I was like, 
child performance. <laughs> I don't like it. Um, and, I, and I didn't love it here. I, I think it was something that we needed to get the story that we're telling along. Um, but it didn't really do much for me, especially because it was also repeating the beats that it did from Wonka. And it, it needed that back and forth, right, to develop him. Because then he would open up. Otherwise, why would he open up other than, like, going into... <laughs> I don't know, he just starts narrating his life to people. Which he, he does plenty of, to be honest. Uh, and it, it needed a bit more of that heart. And I didn't find, ultimately, that that came from Noodle. But instead, that final moment, so big spoilers here. It's, no, it's, it's right after he survived that, like, thing of almost being drowned. And he, he opens the thing from his mother. And it's like, uh, it's really cheesy, but it's somehow, in, like, it somehow works. It's crazy that a, a simple note like that really worked for me, where it goes, like, it's not, it's not about, like, uh, how, you, how you make the chocolate. It's, it's who you share it with or something like that. And then he sees, he sees uh, Sally Hawkins, who, who's his uh, mother in the crowd. And I was like, damn. He, he nails those emotional endings, even if I didn't feel as much for the character, like, in between. Where just like a silly goof, who's, who's a bit naive, but we still love him. Same in here, uh, as in Paddington, with Wonka. And I, I look at her, and her expression, and then she vanishes, and I'm like, damn, okay, you got me really close to, to shedding some tears here. Because it's, it's so beautiful to see, like, his... Uh, his dreams coming to actuality and turning out to be a different thing, having found a place in the world, which is ultimately what he wants, not just to make the chocolate, but to share it with people. And it's, again, another really nice lesson that you can turn to, uh, that, that, that uh, even younger kids can take away from it, you know? It's, it's all about, like, your family and the people you share someone with other than, like, just having it on its own. Um, that's nice. I, I liked it. It's, it's sweet. It's pretty sweet. And I guess that's what makes this film flow is it's, yeah, it's sweet. It, it, it's, it's little moments like that, that make the film a higher rating than what it would have been if those moments weren't made by Paul King. And I guess Paul King knows yeah. how to really yeah. construct a moment. I just felt that maybe he was a little bit out of his depth with these musical numbers. Maybe he was a little bit yeah. out of his depth with a more beloved character like Paddington has its place, but I wouldn't say Paddington has its place with a modern audience. Most mm -hmm. people know who Willy Wonka is, whether it's the Gene Wilder yeah. version, whether it's the Johnny Depp version. I think everyone mm. was raised on, at, at this point, so everyone was raised on a Willy Wonka slash Charlie and the Chocolate Factory movie by Ronald Dahl. Yeah. Now yeah. he's reintroducing it to a new generation, but he's not doing the same story. So there are going to be critiques and there's going to be people criticizing the story that he's making. And it could have just been a bit too much. Paddington is an innocent character and you could really do anything with that story and not piss off that many people. But with mm -hmm. Willy Wonka, immediately that trailer came out and everyone was like, Nah, this ain't it, Chief. This no, ain't it. Not this my is Wonka. Not my Wonka. And not my Wonka, you wanker. Yeah. Boom. They, you got him roasted. You just mm. roasted Paul yeah. King. Well done, man. Uh, but the thing is, uh, I was still smiling. And, and, and that's something yeah. interesting is that it, even these little moments that were great, the moments in between that weren't awesome, and those musical mm. numbers that honestly didn't have to be there but still had some interesting aspects to them were all just a good mash 
at in the end and I, and and that's honestly a, a compliment is that i mm. wasn't expecting much from this movie but this movie delivered more than it had to for what i wanted yeah. out of it and sure yeah. we can we can obviously say that we would love timothy chalamet's wonka to be more in depth but it's fucking timothy chalamet who's playing it right he doesn't really play the deepest of characters but he does a good enough job for us to be engaged with i mean he plays a good twink we've, we've seen that before jesus fucking he Christ. delivers on that <laughs> sure okay <laughs> boom there you, know, you go I, and like he, he can deliver that like final note emotion as well uh, we saw it in Call Me By Your Name, uh, sitting yes. by the fire. Look, I'm not saying he's a and bad actor. I'm just saying, you know, he ain't no, no fucking... I don't know, think this was a good no... choice. I mean, I he's our next this Leo. Wasn't the best he's choice. our next Leo. I said this way ages ago, that he is you young so? Leonardo DiCaprio right now, and then eventually he will do his Revenant, eventually he'll do his Departed, eventually he'll do his Titanic, which it could be Dune. Dune could be his Titanic. But, um, yeah. you know, it, it, he's on his path where he's currently playing these characters that have character to them but aren't that in-depth and then he's eventually going to get straight into the method acting. But it's once he's 40 yeah. and he's dating people half his age. <laughs> That's great. You could tag him along to Jake Gyllenhaal to tie that back to Taylor Swift. Uh, I, I don't know if, like, uh, Leo was ever someone who was, like, a, a big heartthrob to people. Um, and I, I know he did, like, Titanic, which is a what romance What the film. fuck are you on about, dude? He's, it was he, a heartthrob he, for everybody! Well, he also played like you know someone um with uh, he 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 played he was he was in Gilbert Grape and he played someone who had like a, a mental thing and I don't know about his early career but it certainly wasn't as like inc like big as as Timothy's I, I think I think Timmy is like in in a different I don't know this is I feel like this is an entirely new type of, of come movie on. Star. No, he, come on. Yeah, no, okay, I don't come know how old he is. He looks, he was a movie he looks star. very young at that. He's a movie star. Look at him. He's so white in that picture. <laughs> like this is a this is a dude who is oh man, like he was killing. I'm, I'm it, not saying right? I'm not saying Timothy is is not going to have those roles, but I, I, I don't know if I see him on a similar uh trajectory. Romeo and to... Juliet, let's let's be real. That's when he okay, stole everyone's never mind. hearts. Yeah, that's okay. I couldn't get through that one because they say everything in, in rhymes and it was so goddamn annoying to me that I couldn't get past like 10 minutes of that movie. I have to give it another try. But you're right, okay. I take it back. I still don't think in this movie he... I don't know, I don't have an alternative casting. Maybe do you, you have that. But I don't think he particularly works that well because he's also not mm. someone who's like really good at singing and dancing. That just doesn't seem yeah. to be his background. Yeah, uh, and you can kind of feel that. And Gene Wilder was such like a, a, such an incredibly talented person overall. I wouldn't say the same about Johnny Depp's portrayal of that character. Like he had so much that he brought to it, and I feel like Timothy delivered as much as Paul King needed of him, and the page mm. needed of him, the film needed of him. But to be go that extra step to like make the the, the character truly iconic, um, I don't think that he did that we're still going to point to Gene Wilder as the quintessential Willy Wonka uh, at the end of the day. Um, I guess the only alternative yeah. casting that I could think could probably Sorry. do a good job. Pratt. I was Okay, I was going to make a Chris, Chris Pratt, Pratt joke again, but I've already done that joke today. Uh, yeah. Serious serious casting, right? Right? Yeah. Uh, Andrew Garfield. 
Dude can sing, yeah. dude can dance, yeah. and has yes. the physique of a young Willy Wonka, and he could bring yeah. some interesting depth to the character. And I reckon Andrew Garfield would kill it. I think he would as well. That's I, I don't have a better option than that. I think that's a, it's a great it's a great choice. Uh, you also wrote down that uh, I had the same feeling. There's so little, pun intended, of Hugh Grant. Right? There's a there's not a lot of him. Yeah, especially because he was so prominent in the trailers. But yeah, I get most of his jokes were already in the trailers, so most of his performances weren't weren't that like interesting to me because I've already seen the jokes that he was delivering. But yeah, I I guess I don't I don't care that much. It's not it's not an Oompa Loompa origin story for uh, Wonka. It's it's Wonka had friends before he went insane in his locked up asylum castle and he took a uh, he took an oompa loompa hostage uh in the body of hugh grant so yeah it sucks that there was less hugh grant because even though it seemed like he hated the role he was absolutely brilliant at delivering his lines that were just so fucking hardcore uh yeah. it was fun but yes i i think that keegan michael key was definitely top i think Hugh Grant, Oompa Loompa, was a very close second, but we just didn't have enough of him to make me really, really enjoy it. But I feel like it's, maybe he yeah. hated it after all of the comments he's it, made pre, like after the film. Yeah, he's been vocal about it. That like I can understand because you are in for a role that is a lot of it is CGI. Uh, I don't know how much, um, probably like makeup. I don't know how much makeup, but then basically his whole body is uh, disconnected. Um, yeah. and uh, animated and for an actor to ha not have like especially delivering on comedy to not know like physically that's a big part of, of how that character's comedy works yeah. uh, and if you if you don't feel like you got a grip on that a handle on that and then you just hand it off I can see why that's really frustrating um, and yeah that, that they didn't know as well like couldn't give him an answer while he was performing. Um, I totally understand why why he hated that. I think he, like he he doesn't have that many more scenes than than Rowan Atkinson, who who's like plays uh the, the priest. Priest, yeah. This. It's also very funny, like a smaller role, and I think it's very funny, like the the priest. But the delivers. This, like, and, and and it's because yeah. he's a great comedian and he's great with physical physical comedy, and he and he's especially yes. great with facial expressions. And I feel like Hugh Grant, like. His facial expressions aren't to the same level as Rowan Atkinson, but if he was given his body, he might be able to do something I mean, a bit better. Hugh Grant has has, a, has great reaction faces. I yeah, think. Um, he does. And, well, very blunt reaction faces. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I, he's to me, he might be the MVP of Paddington Two. I, I think he's mm. that great in it. In this, uh, yeah, I just wanted a bit more of him, especially because they leave it kind of on the end of like, hey. Low-key sequel baiting. I don't know how you ha. felt about this, but I I thought like they were kind of like oh more adventures to come and yeah the, the the final reveal of like the the they wanted to have that moment feels like a producer's note of like hey by the end of this we do need to see the chocolate factory you know the ones that we had in the original like the chocolate factory Willy Wonka and a chocolate factory can we show that and they do like a big cgi thing it, it isn't as magical when it's all just like here's the stuff it's all yeah. magic so i didn't didn't really like the ending like you said there's a lot of moments that will make you smile uh there's a lot of 
moments where you also feel like, okay, let's get on with it. This this isn't working. We're still in the musical number. That's that. I'm giving the film a three and a half out of five. I think I'm still pretty positive on it. Uh, what about you, Lachlan? I liked it. I liked it a lot. Uh, through our discussion, I agree with all of your points, and I brought my rating down to three and a half oh. stars. But mm. I want to go with my gut because even though I agree, I still think I had a great time and I could just ignore that stuff because the world does transport me in. Paul King does a great job of that. And yes, there are some yep. issues with it. There are some hopes that we had, but I don't think it is to the detriment of the film. I think the film still stands on its own two feet. I still think that compared to what we got previously, it's a better performance of Wonka. I don't really like Johnny Depp's performance of Wonka. Let's be real. Yeah, me neither. It's not that great. But <laughs> it's not that great. Gene Wilder absolutely killed it. There'll be no one that could top that, but I think Timmy does a, a pretty okay job at, at bringing this titular character to life. And if there is a, a Wonka 2, a Wonka 2, okay? Fully I would I love... Do. I would love... Valiate, fuck you. <laughs> um, it is a new joke. Directed by Todd Phillips. Um, but yeah, I would it's love... It's a musical again. More Wonka. Just more Wonka. <laughs> more give Wonka. Me, give me... No. Give me like a, a a character study of Wonka. Give me a character yeah. study him, Hugh Grant. Two hours of just them talking. It would be very funny, you know how Joker Two is a musical, right? The yes. next one, and they switch it. So this one is like a really the next one is a really serious character study, and it's just yes. the inverse of Joker. Uh, Perfect. <laughs> yeah. Anyways, if you were to pair this up with another film for a double feature, Lachlan, what would you go with? Uh as always i never made a pick so i have to make it live uh ewan do you want to say yours to give me two minutes uh i don't know if i got two minutes for you because mine is pretty straightforward uh i'm just gonna go with the film that i watched this week as well with paddington uh you can choose either one of them um probably should start with the one to to get the full picture but the uh you'll notice that these stories are really really similar and they, they kind of feel the same but just with different characters that's all i say but uh which makes it maybe kind of the perfect double pick uh double feature to uh kind of compare the two as well and uh see if paul king is just making the same movie over and over again just like with with different things placed in them also did i say my rating i don't know if i said my rating four stars by the way i'm giving it four uh you, you, yeah no you said you you said no you didn't I say four but it. you said you you yeah. would de decrease it, but you go back down. I'm so giving it, it four five. stars. There, there's my four right. stars. Uh, I think it was yeah. pretty solid. Uh, so another movie that I gave four stars. And the, the big thing about this film is that there's a lot of chocolate. So you kind of like, if you don't have snacks when you're watching this movie, you're going to get really hungry. And okay. that's unfortunate. So I decided to do a pairing of a film that I gave four stars to. Uh, a, a movie where you're left feeling hungry, but maybe not feeling hungry after watching it. Uh, and also stars Timothy Chalamet that engulfed me into the film. Uh, I'm, I'm talking about Bones and All. I think it's going to be a perfect pairing of uh, a double feature uh, with Wonka. <laughs> I was trying so hard to figure out what movie you're talking about. Um, I wasn't expecting that. But uh, yeah, there's a, it's finger licking good. I like to say Cop a KFC. Anyways, there's a couple of new releases this week. Out on Netflix on December 20th is Maestro. You can now see it in theaters, but 
this coming Wednesday. It is on streaming, and uh, yeah, we'll try to catch that one as well. Uh, I already caught it. I think it's worth your time. Uh, a biopic that is a bit of a, di a different kind of biopic that is worth seeing. So go give it a try. Then on December 22nd in the States and in Australia, I think as well, uh, maybe a week later, you are getting anyone but you. We've seen the viral trailers. It's set in Sydney and Sydney Sweeney is in it in Sydney, which is very exciting. Uh, so that's that. That movie is out from Sony. Then Aquaman and the Lost Kingdom is finally releasing. We looked earlier, uh, <laughs> earlier looked at um, Fandango's most anticipated blockbusters and that was among them. This movie still has not come out yet. Something that's really interesting to note here is that uh, usually for for press screenings, which um, I flex flex, I, sorry, I haven't had my typical flex of the episode yet. I do get to attend those. Um, you have, I just want to point it out. Uh, okay, I mean, it doesn't count if you don't point it out. It's like, you missed it. But uh, <laughs> this movie is out right next week. Uh, usually the press screening is like the week before or in the same week, but it, at least you get an invite to the screening so you can have it in your schedule. Warner Bros. has not sent out any invitations, and sometimes if, if a movie is really, really bad, they set the embargo date right, right up to like the release, um, or they don't do a screening at all, which seems to be a case for Aquaman, um, which is interesting that they're like this, like so not confident in it that I haven't heard anything about like what people think of it because they just haven't been screening it for people. Uh, so that's going to be interesting. Uh, not going to be our main review. Uh, for next week. Uh, then The Iron Claw, uh, the A24 film, um, is going into, I think, a wider release in the States and will have a gradual rollout uh, worldwide. Uh, I'll get to see that one to, to flex again in a press screening um, this week. So I will be reporting back next week on what I thought of it. Uh, migration, um, I got to see that one early. That's why I talked about it this week. But <laughs> I can't stop with the flexes. Uh, it's out in theaters now, and then uh, we haven't really re heard anything about this as well. What if season two is also going to start premiering? I think they have like seven episodes that are going to release day after day. Uh, but I feel like Marvel has lost a lot of its steam, so not a lot of excitement for that going around at the moment. Then on December 25th, we are getting George Clooney's uh, The Boys on the boat uh in the states only i don't know if i got a release date but it's an amazon production so sooner or later that will end up on prime also the color purple is coming out and ferrari uh so lots of uh oscar contenders as well that are releasing in that last week to to get in to the deadline of like hey this movie is out in fear this is a 2023 release let's give it some 2023 awards and then in limited release i wanted to highlight a couple of movies like all of us strangers will cover that movie i think in february uh memory uh movie i can recommend that i got to see in venice go seek it out if you can freud's last uh session i haven't really heard about that one too much but it's anthony hopkins in it so there might be something to it uh, society of the snow it's having its theatrical limited run before it's out on netflix early in january uh then occupied city from steve mcqueen is out in theaters uh like in, we earlier went through all of the showtimes that your theater had. For this one, it's probably just going to be the one and it's taking up the whole day because this movie is like over four hours long. Mm. Um, yeah, probably not a movie to go see in theaters unless you uh, are like ready with some caffeinated drinks for the whole time. And I, I don't know if uh, they'll have like an intermission. We got an intermission in Gun. I don't know if like an intermission 
they do that. It, probably for a movie of, of this length, they do that, but we'll see. Uh, then the Teachers Lounge, the, term, the German submission for the Oscars this year, uh, is also playing in limited release. And I think you can also already rent it in some places. Uh, so, uh, yeah, if you don't have it in a theater near you, I've only heard great things about it. Haven't had the chance to see it myself, but that's uh, out there. And then, uh, finally, the biggest highlight of the week for me, for anyone who's uh, from Switzerland, Perfect Days, my favorite movie of the year from Wim Wenders is coming to theaters uh, this week as well. So hopefully that's on your radar now and go give it a chance. Uh, I can fully recommend it. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Lots of stuff to watch, uh, but next week we'll actually be chatting about another film that I didn't even mention that's coming out uh, because on December 21st, whew, Zack Snyder is back with uh, the first part in his, uh, I guess, rejected uh, take on Star Wars that he's now just doing on Netflix and uh, Rebel Moon Part 1. I don't actually have the subtitle here, but there is a very cool subtitle that this movie has. It's great. But uh, we'll be chatting about that one next week. So, uh, yeah, in the meantime, don't forget to leave a like and subscribe on our channel. Leave a rating on the podcast app of choice. Helps us reach new listeners. And we'll be back next week. But uh, we got to go make some chocolate, Lachlan. Uh, yes. Chocolateers. As a Swiss man, I <laughs> that's what we do with our free time. We just go make chocolate in some factory. And cheese. Well, not as much cheese. The, the, Swiss there's, cheese. There's two... Categories of people, you know, there's there's the chocolatiers and there's the cheesers, and yeah, they they fight. <laughs> there's a civil war sometimes with those. Of course, but, uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right, bye, bye.